Renovation Made Right podcast is partnering with our friends at Renify. We know that planning a renovation is stressful enough, so let the experts take care of the financing. Renify's innovative loan options allow you to borrow more money and create a home that you love today. I'm David Bryan. And I'm Brenda Bryan. This is Renovation Made Right. If you're considering a remodeling project now or sometime in the future, Renovation Made Right is your single source to help guide you through getting the project you want and an experience that you'll enjoy. Renovation Made Right tackles topics that range from how to select the right project and contractor to tips on surviving the remodeling process to best practices for kitchen and bath design. We have over 30 years of experience in the industry and are owners of the well-established design-build remodeling company Black Dog Builders in Salem and Nashua, New Hampshire. We're sitting down with industry professionals to tap into their experiences and insights so we can equip you with the tools you need to make your own project a success. Welcome back to Renish Made Right. Uh, my name is Dave Bryan. I am Brenda Bryan. And everyone's making fun of me because I can't seem to get the intro We're right. having issues. We're Here we go. We're over our flabby tongues. Yes. So. so welcome back to Renovation. We are happy to have you with us. And uh, my lovely wife mm-hmm. has a topic she wants to bring to you today. I do. I do have a topic. I, I have been Hit thinking it. about this because my, um, my daughter uh, is just uh, a few months ago started um, a job as a, an assistant kitchen designer. Um, not with us. Um, in a different uh, in a different place because you know it's better for everybody that she'd be someplace else but um, but she's very excited and she's having a great time um, but there's stuff that I have learned over my many years of designing kitchens that I was talking to her about and I realized you know what these are really good tips for people who are thinking about renovating a kitchen um, and you know what you can you can go and get I would say, in most places, mediocre design from people. Um, it's hard to find a really good designer, uh, and it's it's hard to get good advice based specifically on what you need. And I and and here's one thing that I will say: if somebody told me, um, if if I said to myself, you know, I want a new car and I'm going to design design the car for myself, I would think, oh. Yeah, I drive a car every day. I know everything about cars. So, of course, I could design a car. The truth is, I couldn't design a car f- for anything, right? Like, I don't know the ergonomics. I don't know the reasons for certain things being in certain places. Um, there's a lot of studies and there's a lot of science that goes into how to design something that you think is so ubiquitous, right? Like Ooh, you get Good in a word, car. ubiquitous. I, I like Thank that. You. That's like a word we teach our kids. I know. Nice. Um, so you get in your car every day, so you think you're, you're a master of it. And that, the same is true to a certain extent, uh, to your kitchens, right? Like you're in it every day, so you think, oh, uh, of course, I would know how to design a kitchen because I'm in it every day. And so a lot of people either design their own kitchens, um, which is not really a good idea, or they go to people like, you know, in home centers um, that that don't necessarily, and I, know, I don't wanna pick on anybody, there are actually some good designers in home centers, but usually, they're just giving back what you gave them. So right. in other words, you come in and you say, this is my kitchen, this is kind of how I want it, you know, and they'll put the cabinets in place. Yeah, if any professional that you work with, in any capacity, frankly, doesn't challenge some of your ideas, yeah, you're not working with the right folks. Right. right? Because there's no way that you could come in and have the level of experience and competence of a reasonably good designer so that, so that they should be adding value in anything. Mm-hmm. Fair? Right. So. So one of the things I have found um, most consistently is we, 
a lot of people approach their kitchens thinking this is the way it has always been and so this is the way it is as opposed to thinking about how you use this how you really use the space or how you would really like to use the space how many people are using your kitchen is it one or, or four people consistently in there so that really changes how you have to design space uh, the space it does it changes you know how big the the walkways are it changes um, how far apart you want to put things because if you're one person maybe you want them closer together but if you're four you're gonna be tripping over each other yeah, how often do you shop what kind, how much do you want to store in your kitchen? right right are you a bulk shopper or are you just like a just-in-time kind of cook um, are you uh, a chef? Are you somebody that like really likes to create in your kitchen? Um, or are you somebody that is just popping things in the microwave? Do you like to bake? You know, there's like, there's all kinds of different recommendations you're gonna get based on who you are as an individual. Um, and if, you, you already may know some things like, oh, I love to bake, so I really want a double oven. Um, I, I cook, you know, five-star meals, so I really want, you know, a 48-inch uh, range, you know, with, with eight burners and the griddle and the blah, blah, blah. So you already may know some of those things that are very important to you to include in your space, but, but here's some other things to think about. And some of it is, again, this is the way it's always been, so this is the way it is. Sink under the window being a primary one. Um, one, so once upon a time, not very long ago, all houses were built by men, <laughs> typically, and designed by men as well, right? You know, so is so the architects were men. Not there's anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, so forever, basically, houses have been designed by men, built by men, and not a lot of input by women, and um, and so what you you had was this sort of like oh my wife needs this she needs uh, a sink under the window so she can watch the kids in the backyard as they play and it was based on kind of the, the traditional nuclear family right the husband goes out and works the wife stays home she watches the kids um, rooms tended to be pretty choppy right because if you were entertaining certainly you wouldn't want your guests to be aware of the mess in the kitchen that was like a totally separate space you wanted a formal living room you wanted a kitchen with walls up on all sides you wanted the sink under the window so the wife could watch the kids this is really obviously not the way the world is operating anymore you know we are much more uh, inclusive in terms of our entertaining people tend to be in the kitchen um, cooking and this is where this whole open concept has come from you know all the walls down that kind of thing but we have still could almost all the time left the sink under the window Right. And that's like the primary sink is under the window. So I'll tell you why this is potentially a problem. Now, granted, if your sink is under the window and you like working alone and you're looking at beachfront property or a beautiful vista, then terrific. Leave, leave the primary sink under the window or at least a sink under the window. However, if you're looking at your neighbor's garage or like a backyard that's just a postage uninspired. stand. Uninspired. And there's actually, you've taken walls down and you're open to your family room. Then why is your sink still under your window? Because most of the work in the kitchen is done at the sink. Either it's prep work or it's cleanup work. So if you look at, you know, you talk about those cooking shows, you know, where like for a half an hour, they're like doing stuff in front of the range. What they forget to tell you is the hour and a half of prep work that goes into chopping stuff before. Right. And at the hour and a half of doing the dishes after right right all that you know that that three hours versus the 30 minutes so you're spending 
you know, five, six, seven times as much time as you're at your sink as you are at your cooking surface. So where, you know, people think, oh, I want the, my, 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 uh, cooktop in the Island because, you know, they think, oh, it's going to be like a cooking show, but it's, it's not. The, the thing is you're not spending very little time at your cooktop. You're spending all this time at your sink. So if you have interior views, in other words, if you're, if you are open to a family room or even just an Island where you can sit and talk to people, it's much nicer to have your sink there because two things. One, you can have a face-to-face -face conversation easily with somebody sitting across from you. Um, the, the other thing is because people like to talk face-to-face, -face, their eyes want to meet when they have a conversation. If you ha your sink is at a window, they will come into your workspace to stand <laughs> next to you to have a conversation. Right. And now they're in your way. Right. You're trying to open up the dishwasher. Somebody saying, excuse me. Right. You know, so like if you're entertaining, for instance, you're always telling people to move so that you can t continue to do the work. So it's much nicer, if, say, if you had a big island and with some seating on the opposite side, say, sit over there, have a glass of wine. I'm just going to chop these vegetables. Well, now I can have a conversation with you um, and I don't have to be looking out the opposite side. Right. right. So, makes all the sense. so that's a big thing. Yeah. And and it's, I, I think it's also important that, you know, what you're talking about is specific to a couple of instances, but in general, what you're also saying is make sure you're working with people who have specific ideas. Like I've seen numbers of times, and I respect this a lot, but I've seen numbers of times where, you know, a client, a prospective client might send us blueprints from an architect, a set mm -hmm. of plans from an architect. And there are times when the architect actually does not define the kitchen. He creates the space for the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Maybe he creates a super rough outline, but he doesn't get into the, the nuts and bolts of what cabinet goes where. And there are numbers of good architects who actually defer and say, you know what? I think I'm a good architect. I'm a really good space planner, mm -hmm. and I've created a great kitchen space. But I'm not a kitchen designer. A right. kitchen designer is a specialty, right. right? And and it's like going to a a, you know, a specialty in medicine. You don't want to go to a generalist when you need specialty work done, right? right? So same thing when you're talking about finding a designer who can think about these things, like how do you work in your kitchen, mm -hmm. and ask those good questions mm -hmm. so you get you don't get the sink under the window every time. Right. Right. Or yeah, even just as silly as like, how many utensils do you have? Like, how many utensil drawers, right? right. Do we need to design in? Like, where do you only have three spoons and a spatula? Well, that, that's great. But if you have, you know, every gadget known to man, you're going to need more space for that. Right. So it's really important to have somebody who's going to ask all those detailed questions so that you know exactly what's going in there, so you can plan for it. So now we want to take a moment and thank our sponsors at Renify. Yeah, so Renify offers three different main products, and Renify is a great source if you're needing to gain access to uh, to cash for your remodeling project. Uh, they offer a home equity loan. They offer a HELOC, which is an acronym for Home Equity Line of Credit, and then they offer a cash out refi, where you can just take money, if you have equity in your home, you can just take that money out and use that for, uh, for whatever purpose you need. Mm -hmm. And uh, Renify makes it easy. They have an online platform. They have a rate calculator. They have uh, dedicated advisors. Uh, we hope that you spend some time and get online and check out Renify.com. Renify is not a lender. Rather, they've partnered with lenders that leverage Renify's technology to seamlessly provide Renify loans. Renify loans may not be available in your state. For a complete list of licensed states, please visit Renify.com forward slash notices forward slash licenses. Renify is licensed as a mortgage broker and its NMLS ID number is 1802847. Another few things. Just These are just like in terms of cabinetry, right? If you can design a kitchen that doesn't have corners, no, and you're going to be like, what? Right? 
What? Um, what? I didn't, right? Like, I'm not saying design around a, ki- a round kitchen. That's not my my point. My point is when you turn a corner in a kitchen, when you have an L or you have a U-shaped kitchen, every time you have one of those corners, um, as opposed to like the simplest kitchen you can have is what's called a galley kitchen, which is just basically two lines, right, on either wall. Now, and it's also the least expensive kitchen that you can design. Uh, you can you can have a modified galley, which is like a straight wall, an island, right, and then another straight wall. So, um, you know, that's three straight lines. But again, this is relatively inexpensive, but highly efficient, right. highly cost right. efficient, uh, and highly space efficient mm-hmm. because we're not turning corners. So anyway, every time we turn a corner, you need some kind of specialty cabinet, either a blind space, you either lose that space entirely, yep. right? Like, uh, and I think everybody's encountered a blind cabinet before where you know you have to actually dig around and back to get the stuff out yep. you have no idea what's there more than likely there's a dead mouse back there <laughs> or two that you've never found until you've like finally rip out the kitchen um so those are those are terrible right like i if we can avoid avoid blinds that's great the best thing you can put in is like a really good heavy duty lazy susan um and and that's great you know i use them all the time but they're expensive cabinets um so if you can avoid them great the same thing well, is and by the way it's also important that i just say that generically there are good and bad susans yeah right and so you know they're the good ones are expensive yeah. but but they take a relatively dysfunctional space and make it super functional mm-hmm. yep. if the design merits it. right the bad ones and i think you've probably all seen this too is like uh, two plastic shelves on a pole right and it's always like stuff falls down in the back and or the the plastic breaks and it doesn't work anymore what you really want is the floor and a and a fixed shelf in between with two lazy susans on those so the stuff isn't falling down that's what you want is nice solid lazy susan right um they are twice as expensive as the pole with the plastic thing but it, they're worth it right um other cabinets to think about um if you can avoid 24 inch deep pantries um that is great. People design them in all the time. They're like, oh, I want a pantry cabinet because I have all this stuff to store. But the problem that they don't, they, they forget about is that 24 inches is too deep for pantry goods. Um, so you either why, have these. Why do you say that? Because pantry goods are very small. Pantry goods are like dry goods, canned goods, you know, things like that. Um, they typically don't come in huge boxes right. that are that deep, right? Like a can is actually but I can just only... Put, I could just put lots of them. If they're 24 deep, I could just put that many more cans Yeah, in. but then you never find the stuff at the back. See, what you uh. what you lack in your kitchen is the person that comes around, the stock boy in the, <laughs> in the store who pulls the old stuff to the front and puts the new stuff behind. Right. And since you lack a stock boy, yeah. you know, I've never been You're not rotating our one. cabinets. You're not rotating the stuff in your cabinets, which means you find the 15-year-old can of garbanzo beans in the back, which, by the way, you can't even donate at this point right. because it's so far out of It'll date. It'll kill somebody. Right. It would right. kill somebody. So you really don't want cabinets that deep unless, and everybody goes, oh, but then you put those rollouts in, or the pullouts, which is fantastic, except they're extraordinarily expensive. And you've taken that cabinet and you've tripled the price of it just to be able to get at the stuff in the back. There was uh, one cabinet company that um, we worked with a long time ago, and their solution for making 24 inch cabinets, pantry cabinets work well, was the Canorama. Oh yes, the they called the cabinet. They called the cabinet the, <laughs> I canorama, the canorama, which basically just was a way. All right, we're going to crap up the inside of your cabinets with a whole bunch of extra shelves, rollouts, drawers, and things like that, so you can actually use all the space. Right. But 
what, what a lot of people also forget is that in so doing, those drawers and all those can racks and stuff take up a ton of space. space so right. you end up actually having less cubic foot usability mm -hmm. than you would if you actually just had a more efficient depth. Mm -hmm. What would you say, Brenda, Ooh. is the more efficient depth pantry cabinet? Ah, a 12-inch deep pantry. I was just waiting for you to ask me that. I thought you might be. Yes. So 12-inch deep pantries are great. You can only go two or, like even with canned goods, you can only go two or three deep. Um, at that point, and you pretty much know what's back there. It's the perfect depth for um, cereal boxes, um, pasta boxes. You know, you can you can put stuff in the long way as well for the most part. Um, so that is a great depth. Now you say, oh, well, but where am I going to put in a 12-inch deep pantry? Here's a good idea. So if you build in your fridge and you have a lot of kitchens end up with a fridge on the end and you may have a panel on the end because you don't really want to look at the side of your fridge, Instead of putting a panel on the end, put a 12-inch deep pantry that opens out. On the side. On the side, exactly. So it opens from the side. And you can put a decorative panel on the side of it so if you want so it looks like finished pantry on the, uh, looks like finished cabinetry on the front. But the side is actually where it's going to open. That gives you 30, typically like a, pan, a side panel is either 24 or 30 inches deep depending on this, the depth of your fridge. So it's, in terms of usable space, it's the most wonderful cabinet you will own in your kitchen and you'll be very pleased. The other thing you can do is if, like I said, you have one of those modified galleys where you have like a straight line and then an island. If you don't have enough width in your kitchen to put 24 inch cabinets on the other side, which a lot don't, um, you can put 12 inch cabinets um, and just have storage on the other side as opposed to more countertop and um, in the upper cabinet space. And again, that's my kitchen at my house is that way. I've got a straight line, I've got an island, and I've got uh, a 12-inch uh, deep pantry wall, which is, you know, it's like 10 feet of 12-inch of deep pantries. I don't, I have tons of room for everything. Right, exactly. You know? So it's great. All right, very good. So I think those are the, those are the big things I wanted to share with you today. And I think those are good, actionable, practical suggestions. Mm -hmm. So if anyone's thinking about their kitchen, and you're engaging a professional, keep some of that stuff in mind and uh, and and make sure that you're engaging a professional who is adding value, mm -hmm. right? You do not see, need somebody to operate a mouse and a computer to order cabinets. You need somebody to help you. Well, the mouse and computer is kind of, that's, uh, right. it's ubiquitous right now. Look, I threw out that <laughs> word out twice. But, and that's okay. That's not the problem is like, what value are they putting in there? Are they right. making recommendations for how to make your kitchen better than you would otherwise? Right. And are you coming into it, by the way, with an open mind? Mm -hmm. If you feel like you got to be the smartest person in the room when it comes to kitchen design, having never designed one. Then you deserve what you get. You're probably not going to get the kitchen <laughs> you should get. Right. Right. But, but hopefully you're going to come in with your mind open and say, you know, all right, what do I, you know, I don't know what I don't know. Help mm -hmm. me, help me learn. Right. Right? Right. Awesome. So you have been listening to another episode of Renovation Made Right with my brilliant wife, Brenda. Yes, that's me. And <laughs> I am David, and thanks for being with us. We hope you enjoyed this week of Renovation Made Right. We are ecstatic to partner with our friends over at Renify to deliver these podcasts to you. If you are looking to fund your renovation, head on over to renofi.com. That's R-E-N-O-F-I.com. Check them out. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes on our website, renovationmaderight.com, and follow us on social media at Renovation Made Right. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you like the show, leave us a review.